Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. There were two more murders 15 miles well, away. Police arrived. They found the telephone and electricity the lines. described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. Twice a year, the town of Chevy Chase, Maryland, asks its citizens to clear out their attics and garages and place all their unwanted items on the curb for pickup. Many troll the area for unwanted treasures, and others use it as a spring cleaning and await the trash pickup. Among these items were the sketchbook, photos, and journals of a San Francisco artist named Jenny Reed. Jenny, as the recipient of her items would soon realize, had her life tragically ended before she could make a name for herself in the art world. Her body found on May 19, 1976 a murder that would take 33 years to finally solve. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Jenny Reed was a quiet, vulnerable artist type. At least, that's how family and friends described her. She was a gifted sculptor with dreams of making art that would last and leave an impression on the world. She was living in an artist's studio complex in a seedy area of California. Her apartment had been robbed twice in the months prior to May 19th, and she wrote in her journal about her fear and wariness. She felt she was being watched in her once-beloved neighborhood that she defended to her family back home. After a roommate left in autumn, she was now alone in that studio. And it was that lonely apartment that she returned home to on May 18th, 1976, parked her bicycle outside, climbed the stairs, and was never seen alive again. Jenny Reed's body was found the next day, the 19th, having been bound, raped, and stabbed 13 times with a butcher knife. The knife used to end her life was still protruding from her chest when her friend found her body. Inside of the apartment were a number of for-rent ads. Jenny was trying to get away from the apartment. The apartment that she lost her life inside was almost a distant memory. Initially, solving this case seemed impossible. Police struggled to find a credible suspect and, after some time, were forced to move on and leave this case cold. They did, thankfully, preserve the crime scene evidence just in case things changed. But Jenny's family didn't accept that their daughter's case would remain unsolved. Her father hired a private investigator, thinking he would speed up the process. But even he had to admit defeat. Then, more than 30 years after her death, an inspector Toomey decided to reopen her case and, more importantly, test the DNA salvaged from the crime scene all those years ago. And they found a match. 
the DNA belonging to a registered sex offender named James Lee Mayfield, who was arrested on August 3rd, 2009, in front of the Shiloh Full Gospel Church in San Francisco. Parishioners looked on in shock as their 63-year-old deacon was led away in handcuffs. As police looked deeper into his life, they found a man with a troubled childhood. He was in a car accident that resulted in brain surgery when he was just 18 months old. One that, according to James, left lasting damage. When he was a child, his mother told him that the reason his skin was of a lighter complexion than hers was because he was adopted. A fact that he found out was a lie when he was 16. His first sexual encounter was with a girl twice his age when he was just 7 years old. At the time of his arrest, he was married with a child, but did admit that he had raped five strangers over the course of the last 18 months. It appeared that, despite his outward demeanor, he was still a predator at large. And now we know that Jenny, tragically, was just another unlucky woman who crossed paths with a deviant. James Lee Mayfield was charged with the murder while armed with a deadly weapon. Unfortunately, James was not charged with Jenny's rape because the statute of limitations had run out and the charge expired. The jury in his 2013 trial deliberated for a day and found James guilty of the murder charge. In the years following Jenny's death, there had been a number of things done in her memory. Memorials were held in Salcedo, Montgomery, Alabama, Washington, D.C., and Spain, where she spent three months with school. Trees were planted in Jerusalem, and her alma mater, Antioch University, dedicated a student gallery in her honor. Jenny's own mother published a book of letters and journals alongside some of Jenny's work to keep her memory alive. And something I found chillingly beautiful was the discovery of a bucket list that stated she wanted a sculpture to be on display and last 10 years. One of these pieces was placed at her memorial, where it has stood three times longer than Jenny dreamed of, though it took her death to accomplish this dream. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on May 20th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.